and welcome. Thanks for tuning in to another episode on iMaster Health. I'm Dr. Janelle Jelena. I hold a PhD in clinical cardiopulmonary exercise physiology from the University of British Columbia. I'm also a certified clinical exercise physiologist through the American College of Sports Medicine. In today's episode, we are going to talk about a group of respiratory conditions that fall under the category of interstitial lung disease, or ILD for short. This episode will be broken down into three sections. First, we will start by defining what ILD is, common causes, the prevalence in the general population, and how it's diagnosed. Then, we will discuss the main signs and symptoms of this condition and talk through some basic strategies that you can do to help lessen your symptoms. And finally, we will discuss why it's important to keep moving and be physically active, as well as the benefits of exercise for people living with ILD. We've lots to cover, so let's get started. Section one, what is ILD? Interstitial lung disease is an umbrella term for a group of over 200 lung diseases that are characterized by increased levels of inflammation and scarring within the lungs. The inflammation affects the small airways, the alveoli, which are the tiny air sacs in the lungs where gas exchange takes place, and the capillaries, which are the small blood vessels that surround the alveoli. Increased levels of inflammation leads to scarring in the lungs. Over time, the scarring causes the lungs to become stiff, which makes breathing difficult, resulting in a more rapid and shallow breathing pattern. Now, when scar tissue forms in the lungs, it destroys the alveoli and the surrounding capillaries. Because of this, the ability for oxygen and carbon dioxide to move into and out of the lungs is reduced. This can lead to a reduction in oxygen levels in the bloodstream. And in this case, individuals with ILD may be prescribed supplemental oxygen to help maintain blood oxygen levels within a normal range. The lung damage that occurs as a result of ILD is often irreversible and may be progressive over time. However, because there are so many different subtypes of ILD, the course of the disease is often unpredictable and is highly variable from person to person. Individuals who have ILD may notice a variation in symptoms over time, with the condition staying the same for a long period of time, or it may change more rapidly. So what causes ILD? The exact cause of interstitial lung disease varies depending on the subtype, but there are many subtypes that have no known underlying cause. In this case, they are called idiopathic diseases. The chance of developing ILD is determined by a complex interaction between genetics, family history, and exposure to known risk factors. Some known factors that may increase the risk of developing ILD include having an autoimmune disease in which the immune system attacks the body, such as rheumatoid arthritis or sarcoidosis, as well as certain connective tissue diseases. Inhaling a foreign substance into the lung that causes irritation. This can include dust, fungi, or mold. And one subtype of ILD that is caused by this is called hypersensitivity pneumonitis. Exposure to certain medications or medical treatments, such as chemotherapy or radiation. Breathing in hazardous materials like asbestos, silica, or tobacco. Now, smoking not only causes ILD, but it can actually speed the progression of the disease, causing it to be more severe, 
which is why anyone diagnosed with ILD is strongly encouraged to quit smoking. It's also important to note that in about 65% of cases, the cause is unknown or idiopathic. Idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis is the most common ILD subtype with an unknown origin. Now, although ILD is considered a rare lung disease, it's estimated that about 24 million people worldwide are living with ILD. In North America and in Europe, idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis and sarcoidosis are the most prevalent subtypes of ILD. Within Canada, it's estimated that up to 30,000 Canadians have a subtype of pulmonary fibrosis. Interventions that focus on disease management and slowing disease progression are key to helping individuals living with ILD live healthier and longer lives. How is ILD diagnosed? So interstitial lung disease is diagnosed and classified clinically based on a detailed medical history, a physical exam, and the results from multiple medical assessments. Imaging, such as computed tomography, which is more commonly known as a CT scan, is a key assessment as it provides a detailed picture of different patterns of structural abnormalities within the lungs that can help to differentiate between the different subtypes of ILD. Another common assessment is a pulmonary function test, which is useful to determine the severity and progression of the disease. It provides useful information about your lung volumes, airway function, and how easily oxygen and carbon dioxide can move across the alveoli capillary membrane. A pulmonary function test involves sitting in a clear box that looks like a telephone booth and performing different breathing maneuvers while breathing into a mouthpiece. Typically, a registered respiratory therapist will help coach you through how to do the different breathing maneuvers. Another assessment that may be performed is a blood test or serology test, and this is done to look for specific antibodies within the blood that help with disease classification and to determine the best interventions for treatment and management. A blood test may also be done to look at your blood oxygen and carbon dioxide levels. Another diagnostic test that may be done is a bronchioalveolar lavage or lung biopsy. And during these procedures, a very small sample of lung tissue is collected and analyzed to look for cells that are associated with the different ILD subtypes. Section two, signs and symptoms. The signs and symptoms of ILD can look different person to person and can change over time. However, the most common symptoms for individuals with ILD are shortness of breath, especially during exertion, and a dry hacking cough. At first, shortness of breath may only be noticeable with exercise, stair climbing, or other activities. However, over time, it can occur with less strenuous activities like bathing or dressing, and in very severe cases with eating and talking. The challenge for individuals living with ILD is that shortness of breath can lead to activity avoidance, and rightfully so because no one wants to feel like they can't breathe. This can also cause a lot of anxiety associated with exercise and physical activity. However, it's important to know that doing regular structured exercise helps to reduce shortness of breath by increasing your fitness level. The fitter you are, the less work your lungs have to do, which means breathing becomes easier and you will be able to do more activity without feeling as short of breath. Other common symptoms of ILD include extreme tiredness and weakness, discomfort in the chest, 
labored breathing that is rapid and shallow, unexplained weight loss or decrease in appetite, abnormal enlargement and curving of the base of the fingernails, and blue colored of the lip, skin, or fingernails due to low blood oxygen levels. Now, if you notice that your breathing is getting harder, faster, or more shallower than before, you feel like you can't take a deep breath in or need to lean forward when sitting, are coughing up dark mucus, or your fingertips or the skin on your fingernails is blue, this may be a sign that you have a lung infection. If this happens, it's critical that you contact your doctor or seek medical attention as soon as possible to help manage your condition appropriately. So strategies that help symptoms. Currently, there is no known cure for ILD. The goal of treatment is focused on slowing disease progression, preventing more scarring, relieving symptoms, and improving quality of life. The primary management strategy for ILD is prevention and limiting exposure to known risk factors, such as stopping smoking, as well as taking medications and incorporating healthy lifestyle habits. Some common medications that are often prescribed for individuals living with ILD include antifibrotic drugs, such as profenadone or natinanib. Now, these drugs help to slow down the scarring within the lungs anti-inflammatory drugs, such as corticosteroids, that actually help to reduce the level of inflammation in the lungs. Gastroesophageal reflux disease, which is also called GERD, is commonly associated with very respiratory diseases, and it can actually make ILD worse. Proper management of GERD is important, so your doctor may also prescribe medications to help reduce stomach acid to help manage GERD. In more advanced cases of ILD, Low blood oxygen levels may occur during exercise or even sometimes at rest. If you or your doctor is concerned about your blood oxygen levels, you may be asked to monitor your oxygen levels overnight by wearing a finger probe while you sleep, or your oxygen levels may be assessed during a walking test. If it is decided that your oxygen levels are too low, oxygen therapy may be used. The oxygen is delivered through a portable oxygen tank using either nasal prongs or a face mask. This helps to deliver extra oxygen to make sure breathing is easier and lessens the complications from low blood oxygen levels. In the most severe cases of ILD, individuals may be recommended for a lung transplant. Now, in addition to making sure you take your medications every day, there are other lifestyle habits that can help manage symptoms. So these include quitting smoking and avoiding secondhand smoke, this is the single most important thing you can do to slow disease progression. So if you're still smoking, talk to your doctor about the many strategies available to help you stop. Getting a flu shot and pneumococcal vaccine is important as this can help prevent the flu and pneumonia, which could lead to serious lung infections and progression of ILD. Avoiding or wearing a respirator when working around harmful substances like asbestos, metal, dust, or chemicals and participating in pulmonary rehabilitation. So pulmonary rehabilitation is now considered to play a crucial role in the clinical management of ILD. Pulmonary rehab consists of both exercise and education and has been shown to greatly improve patients' quality of life. It is the exercise part of pulmonary rehab that has been shown to reduce fatigue, increase physical endurance and fitness levels, and reduce shortness of breath, 
thus lessening symptom severity. So congratulations on starting your exercise journey and taking control of your condition with iMaster Health and its tailored exercise programs. Section three, exercising with ILD. Exercise is for everyone, including individuals living with ILD. Getting regular exercise is important for maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Although exercise is not able to reverse the damage in the lungs, Doing regular exercise helps to make the cardiovascular system, which consists of your heart and blood vessels, and skeletal muscles stronger and more efficient. These beneficial adaptations to exercise increase your fitness level and reduce the amount of work your lungs have to do. This means your lungs don't have to work as hard and you will be able to do more without feeling as short of breath. Because of this, Exercise is one of the most important things you can do to improve your shortness of breath and increase your quality of life. In addition to reducing shortness of breath, regular exercise can result in numerous other health benefits, including strengthening the bones and muscles, improving brain health, helping with weight management, reducing depression and anxiety, maintaining functional capacity and independence, and ultimately living healthier longer. When starting an exercise routine, start with what is doable for you and slowly progress your routine to meet your goals. A well-rounded exercise routine includes aerobic training that targets your heart and blood vessels, resistance training that increases the strength and quality of your muscles, balance, and stretching. The iMaster Health Program will help tailor your exercise routine to meet your specific goals and needs. Okay, let's recap what we've learned in this episode. In section one, we learned that ILD is an umbrella term for a group of over 200 lung diseases that are characterized by increased levels of inflammation and scarring within the lungs. This damage and scarring ultimately makes it harder to breathe and can lead to a reduction in blood oxygen levels. We also learned that the majority of interstitial lung diseases are idiopathic, meaning that there is no known obvious cause. In section two, we talked about common signs and symptoms of ILD, and that the two most common symptoms are shortness of breath, especially with exertion, and a dry hacking cough. We also discussed common medications used to treat ILD and other therapies such as supplemental oxygen and pulmonary rehabilitation. In section three, we discussed why it's important to keep moving and the many benefits of exercise for individuals living with ILD. By joining iMaster Health, you've already taken the most important step to taking control of your health, which is to just get started. So congratulations. This concludes another episode on iMaster Health. I'm Dr. Janelle. Thanks again for tuning in and take care.